you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 189 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, I've got the second part of my chat with the guys from Locked On Sharks. In this half of the interview, we're talking about baseball, but if you want to hear us chat about some hockey, from the Sharks to analytics and everything in between, check out part one, which came out on Tuesday. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, their show is Locked On Sharks on Twitter. Uh, just all spelled out together. There is nothing else. It's just Locked On Sharks. It's very long, but whatever. Um, so that's that. I do have a couple of quick news items that I want to get to before throwing it to the interview. So first things first, the A's announced their minor league coaching staffs, which will be led by Fran Reardon in AAA. He will be the manager of the Las Vegas Aviators. And down in the AA level, it's going to be... Former A shortstop Bobby Crosby managing the Midland Rockhounds over in the Texas League. This is Crosby's first time managing at any level, though he was slated to manage the Stockton Ports for the 2020 season, but uh, those plans got changed amidst the pandemic. He was also one of the coaches at the alternate site down in San Jose and has described himself as a player's coach. So I will be interested to see how he looks as a manager. It feels like his experience in the big leagues gives him a unique view of what it's like in the minors after being called up to replace former MVP Miguel Tejada. I'm also going to try and get Bobby Crosby on this podcast at some point. So if you are listening, Bobby, I'm coming for your DMs. Or you could DM me too, since the invite's kind of already out there. So either way, uh, there's going to be DMs sent one way or the other. So hopefully we get him on the podcast. That'd be a lot of fun. Just talk about, you know, what he is like as a coach and whatnot. Uh, What being a player's coach means to him, because I have an idea of what it means to me. But uh, it could mean something completely different to the guy that's actually doing the job. So uh, that's that. Another former A's great, Kevin Kuzmanov, will be in Midland working as the team's hitting coach. So that's all that I'm going to talk about, double A, moving down to the former Rockhounds manager, Scott Steinman. He is going to be the manager of the now high A affiliate of the A's, the Lansing Lugnuts. So he'll be the first A's manager in Lansing Lugnuts history uh, on this go around. And uh, finally, we got Rico Bronia. Uh, he will be the manager of the low A Stockton Ports. And Melissa Lockard wrote in her athletic article that Bronia has managed previously in the minors for the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. So he does have some experience with a couple of different teams there. And uh, he'll be leading the helm in Stockton, now a low-A affiliate after the minor league shakeup that happened uh, last week. So the final name that I'm going to mention that should ring familiar with A's fans is the A's rookie ball coach out in Arizona, and that is Adam Rosales. And Rosie feels like he'd be an excellent coach, especially in the lower minors. So I think that that's a great pick. Uh, Obviously, uh, we'll see, but I like having Rosie back in the organization. Hopefully they don't just uh, DFA him and give him back to Texas at any point in the next couple of years here. Uh, But I am painting with a little bit of a broad brush with these coaching staffs, uh, and I will link to Melissa's article in the show notes for you guys if you guys want to know a little bit more about like the pitching coaches at every level and the hitting coaches and all that stuff. But I went with some of the names that were familiar to me and probably familiar to you guys as well. So uh, that's where I'm leaving that right there. If you want to read a little bit more, Melissa's article is down in the show notes for you guys. You have to have an athletic subscription to read it, but uh, you know she does good work. And also, I think that uh, I have like five 
trial runs if you guys want them. So uh, DM me if you want to read the article, but you don't have an athletic subscription. And uh, you get like 30 free days to try out the athletic. So uh, there's that. Um, but anyways, the other little bit of news that I wanted to talk about that came out over the last couple of days, depending on when you're hearing this, is that uh, Major League Baseball announced that the Negro Leagues will be counted as Major Leagues moving forward, meaning that any stats that were accrued in the Negro Leagues will now be counted towards MLB records. Ben Lindbergh of The Ringer has a great piece uh, over at The Ringer, and I will link to that one in the show notes as well. But he wrote extensively on the subject just a couple of days ago. And one point that he brought up is that players like Willie Mays, for example, that was his his header points or, you know, his his lead was uh, Willie Mays. He got a few hits in the Negro Leagues and then he became a major leaguer for the rest of his career. Um, guys like that will have their numbers from the Negro Leagues added into whatever they did in the major leagues as well. And guys that played exclusively in the Negro Leagues will also have their uh, stats counted. So it's going to be... Interesting to see what this does to the leaderboards that we've become accustomed to because they're going to be adding 3,400 players and their statistics to the MLB stats ledger. And I'm going to have a lot of fun keeping track of who's who, what's what, uh, learning a lot about these players that uh, you, you don't get here talked about too much. So I'm going to be doing some research on some of those guys. And since the A's aren't doing a whole bunch, I am going to start profiling some of the Negro League players that I find interesting here on the podcast because I'm interested in learning about guys like Cool Papa Bell, Josh Gibson, Buck O'Neill, because I've heard of them, but I also can't rattle off a ton about any of these guys, statistics or otherwise, uh, other than that they played in the Negro Leagues. So I'll be reading up on these guys a little bit, uh, doing, you know, segments on these guys. They won't be full episodes, but uh, I'll be doing that as often as I can, just because I feel like learning a little bit more about guys like Cool Papa Bell, because the only thing that I know about him is that he was really fast. He has an awesome name and that gold medal Olympian sprinter Jesse Owens refused to race him. Uh, There's a story there that I want to find out. So uh, these are the things that I... I know about. And there's also so many articles on the internet entitled, How Fast Was Cool Papa Bell? I want to find out. So I'm going to find out. I'll do the research. I'll bring my research to you guys uh, as long as the A's aren't making any, any news. If the A's make a trade or something, obviously I'll devote like an entire week to that just because they're like, ooh, guess who they got? Chris Davinsky was signed to a minor league deal. That's worth 40 minutes of your time. That's two episodes right there. Boom. Do something, A's. Um, I, I legitimately don't think that I could stretch... Chris Davinsky into 40 minutes of airtime, but hey, we'll see. Uh, desperate times, desperate measures. You got to do what you got to do, but uh, that's something to keep an eye out for in the future. The uh, the cool Papa Bell and the Negro League stuff, not me spending 40 minutes talking about Chris Davinsky. Uh, although if you guys want to challenge me to talk about Chris Davinsky for 40 minutes, if they sign him, uh, I mean, go ahead and then maybe I will accept that challenge, but that's not something that is uh, planned for me at this moment in time. Um, so yeah, something else that's coming up for you guys though is a conversation that I'm going to have with Matt George of Locked On Kings talking about their upcoming season. And I know a decent amount of you guys are probably Warriors fans like I am. I grew up a Warriors fan, uh, but I feel like I could learn a little bit more about the Kings. So I invited Matt onto the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk uh, on Friday morning. So by the time you're listening to this, probably already talked and it was a great conversation. Thank you for coming on, Matt. He's a great guy. Uh, so that'll be going up next week for you guys. And depending on how long we chat and uh, if the A's make some sort of news, then that will be going up on Monday. Uh, if it's, you know, short enough and the A's don't do anything, that's a Monday episode. Or uh, it'll go up on Tuesday, no matter how long it is, if the A's make any news. So that's how uh, that'll go. Or it'll go up on Monday and Tuesday if the A's don't make any news. And it's a uh, conversation of a decent amount of length that I can get two episodes out of. So uh, that's what we got coming up for you guys. There will also be an episode on Wednesday for you guys. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys an idea of what the plans for the podcast are for uh, 
next week because it is uh, Christmas week and uh, we're doing three episodes. It'll be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, topics to TBD, but the Kings will definitely be one and there'll definitely be some Festivus uh, shenanigans in there as well. So uh, get locked in for that. <laughs> but anyways, that is all the news that I wanted to share with you guys today. So coming up, we have the rest of my conversation with the guys from Locked On Sharks. So stay locked in with Locked On A's. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right. We are talking about Built Bar, my friends. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also have their original 12 flavors like coconut almond raspberry, which is really speaking to me right now. Again, double chocolate. You got orange and uh, toffee almond. Toffee almond, I've heard, is a lot of people's favorite. So uh, give that one a shot if you get this uh, like a compilation box. And uh, all of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. And all of their bars are built for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Their bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. And all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. That is one word, Locked on and you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, leave us a rating and review if you do, please. Those are very much appreciated. And uh, I also want to let you guys know that we also have a brand new podcast on the Locked On Network that I got to tell you guys about, and that is Locked On Bets. Betting on the A's doesn't have to be a guessing game when you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q, who is the host of Locked On Raiders. So if you are a Locked On Raiders listener, uh, your boy Q got you covered on bets too. Uh, that rhymes. Uh, it is also co-hosted by handicapping expert Lee Sterling, who uh, seems like a nice guy on Twitter. I like him. Uh, get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, it just started this week, and it's very quick betting advice for you guys on three big games each and every day. So uh, go ahead, hit subscribe. Leave them a rating or a review if you feel like it. Uh, your boy Q does a great job over at Locked On Raiders, and I've listened to a couple of these up episodes at Locked on Bets. Really enjoy the duo that they got over there. So uh, if you like betting on things, check out the podcast. Also, uh, a little bit behind the scenes here, uh, Bet Online is a new sponsor of the podcast. So we're going to have some uh, some nice little codes for you guys next week, I do believe. I don't know what they are yet, so I can't really spoil that surprise. But I do believe that we got some, uh, some joining bonuses for you guys. So uh, make sure to tune in next week, hear those bonuses, and then go to betonline.ag and uh, have some fun. Some good, responsible fun. So uh, anyways, with that, enjoy Part two of my talk with JD and Kyle of Locked On Sharks. And just one last quick warning for you guys. Kyle lives in Canada and is a Blue Jays fan, so he comes out firing shots. So be prepared for like the next 10 seconds. He's going to fire some shots. You're going to get very angry. And uh, you can let him hear it on Twitter when you're done listening to the podcast. So uh, enjoy, and uh, I will talk with you guys next week. All right, so that is all my questions. Do you guys have anything uh, baseball or A's related for me? How's Brett Laurie working out? He's wonderful. He has not played, I think, since like 2016. <laughs> like in baseball, he, they, they traded him, uh, and it worked out okay. I think they got J.B. Wendelkin in that trade, so he's still pitching for the A's, so they got something. I don't know. The Jays got Josh Donaldson, so, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I was okay with trading Donaldson at the time, but the package that they got just wound up being crap. So you mean Kendall Graveman's not doing it for you? No, nah, no, nah, he's on the Mariners now, pitching out of the really? bullpen. Yeah, sick. Um, no, no, they they got rid of everybody that was in that deal when they traded Franklin Barreto, so uh, that sucked. Why has the like the hot stove been exceptionally cool this year? I think well, part of it was they were waiting for the Rule Five draft to take place, mm-hmm. and oh wow, five, the, the non tenders to take place, so that they had an idea of who like all of the free agents that would be available for them to sign because nobody wants to spend a lot of money. So you want to make sure that you're getting the right guy for your no money. Um, and so if like a uh, David Dahl became a free agent and he's a pretty solid hitter with the Rockies, how much of that is uh, Colorado based? Can he stay healthy? There's some question marks around him, but he's going to be a cheap guy that, you know, is young and talented and Hey, take a shot on him. He already signed the deal with the Rangers. So uh, guys like that, uh, Kyle Schwarber is another big free agent. Uh, they, I mean, he's fine, but he's maybe better than some of the other guys that were around. So I think that that was part of it. And now it's just a matter of just the teams waiting out the free agents and so that they can pay them less because they, quote unquote, didn't make any money this winter. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no, the, billion, the billionaires. Oh, God. Yeah. It, and it's crazy for like a team like the A's where, they have a pretty solid roster. If they would invest like $20 million into this team for next season, they'd have a legitimate shot. But I think that they're just content going for the AL West and probably losing in the first round of the playoffs. They, are they, well, they going to make the playoffs again? Somewhat competitive. What's that? Are they going to make the playoffs again? Um, as of right now, I think so. Just because the Astros lost out on George Springer and um, Michael Brantley's another big one. Wait, where did George Springer go? Or is he just in free agency? Oh, he's been linked to the Blue Jays. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. That's why I was wondering. You said they lost him. I was like, to who? Well, I mean, he, I was hoping it, it's the Blue Jays. It, it sounds as though they're probably going to lose him because the Mets, he's uh, either with the Mets or the Blue Jays, I could see either of those being a big fit. Um, and it doesn't sound like Houston necessarily wants to spend a bunch of money right now because they already got some guys locked up. Um, Maybe they bring back Brantley, which would be nice for them, but they're still oh, losing one of those also, two. Guys. Also, also a Jays linked man. <laughs> Michael Brantley? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. When did there he? Was a, there was a little buzz. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I was like, when did he play for the Blue Jays? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean he's, he's, a, he's part of the Ross Atkins All Stars. Oh, man. Uh, if you guys did that, I would be very happy. Uh, one, because I don't dislike the Blue Jays, even though the whole Josh Donaldson thing. I, I like youth movements. So uh, I, I'd be okay with that. And also take him out of my division, be okay with that too. So true. I think that the Astros could fall fairly, not far, but maybe like third place. Mm-hmm. The Angels, I think are going to make some moves. Um, really? I, I mean, they got a closer. They had a couple of pitchers. They already got a pretty decent offense. So we'll see what they do. Uh, I hope that they make the playoffs once just so I can stop hearing about Mike Trout. Um, not making the playoffs like he's like one of the 20 best baseball players of all time it's an individual sport i don't know what you wanted to do pitch i i went to one of his three playoff games and uh he did not do anything so that was fun oh that was uh, in, in 2014 they were playing the royals and the royals and a's had just played the wild card uh, game which super fun uh a's lost that one but my wife and i were going down to disneyland so i was like hey we should get tickets to this just in case the a's make it we can go watch the a's in the playoffs that'd be great they lost so we went to the game anyway and watched mike trout who uh how many wins ahead of the giants are the a's going to be this year mean Kyle. I mean, how, how good are the giants going to be 
No, they're not. That's the, that's the. That's mean. I, they've got some some interesting things. I don't know if uh, paying Kevin Gossman nineteen million dollars is a smart investment, but you know they they're doing some things that are intriguing to me. Um, Joey Bart season. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> If they end up with like 78, then I think I think the A's will probably be around, once they figure everything out, 94 to 97, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I think that they're just planning on Houston not doing anything, and they're just going to take the division just because no one default. Is good yeah, everybody else in the AL West is bad, aren't they? Yeah, well, the Mariners are rebuilding. They're, they could be sneaky, but I don't think that they're like a 90-win team sneaky. They might be like 500 sneaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angels, if they can – not suck for a whole year, then that would be nice. And the, the Rangers are just utter trash. They're going to be uh, one of the worst teams in the American League. So uh, not a lot of competition for the A's. And my thing with the Astros, I think, is they were under 500 in a 60-game season trying to piece everything together. They're not going to be adding a bunch of big pieces. So you space it out. Are you going to be able to duct tape your way to a 500 record even? I don't think so. And they're losing talent. I don't know that there's, they're going to be doing enough to uh, you know, make an actual push for the postseason in 2021. So that's why I think that the A's are, Man. are going to playoffs. Catch Man, why can't, the Jays, you guys. why can't the Jays play in one of these divisions? Right? My, entire life, my entire life has been dominated by the Yankees and the Red Sox, and now the Rays decided to be good. <laughs> um, and then every once in a while, the Orioles are like, we figured it out. So, uh, yeah, not an ideal division. Do you think the Jays are going to get Lindor? You can say yes. <laughs> I would be okay with him signing with them next winter, but I don't know that I necessarily want them making a big trade for him and then not being able to sign him. So that's what I'm wary of. But again, A's fan, I'm not used to teams spending money. So oh, uh, neither, neither, neither the Jays. Let's be real. (laughs) Uh, Is is Vladito? Is he going to be good now that he dropped like 40 pounds or whatever? What do you mean is going to be good? I mean, awesome. is he going to reach the level of godliness that we all assumed he would have? Yeah. He's so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love him so much. It helps that Bichette is also a killer. Um, and then Cabin Biggio seems to be good. So it helps that they – and uh, who's the who's the, the racist guy? Uh, Lords Guriel. Um, he's pretty good too. So, like, I mean, they have, like, a whole bunch of good pieces. So, it, no, Uriel. It's his brother, right? The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I just that's nah, same thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but the the Jays have also like cornered the market on Chonky boys, so I don't understand why Vlad lost weight because Alejandro Kirk is massive and is he's big. so is sick. He and the Jays, yeah, he's he's least both. Um, <laughs> he plays where he wants. Uh, but the Jays refused <laughs> to trade him in a couple trades. So yeah, I'm a, I'm excited for big thick boys hitting bombs because bunts are stupid. And Rowdy Tellez, <laughs> right? he's still on the team, or did they move him? I don't know. He's there. He's there. He was the know. original chalk master, but then they got <laughs> they got they got players with good talent actually. So I'm hoping that they sign George Springer or trade for well, I'm hoping they trade for Lindor and then sign George Springer and then get rid of Randall Gritchick. But um, that's like a dream. But they've been linked to so many good players that I just want them to get one of them. It'd be nice. I I think that they're gonna do something. It just just the feeling with building that team up from you know they got the youth movement going. They've got some interesting guys. Uh, are you confident on the pitching staff or what do you mean? Trent Thornton's my G. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> They're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> so well, they got I don't even Ryu know who... and then question mark. Yeah. Uh, Ryu, Ryu is sick. Um, and Matt Shoemaker, I think is decent. Who's the guy in the number two hole? I'm gapping on his name. Anyway, uh, they like some it. of the younger guys are okay. Oh, but Pearson? 
Yes, Big Nate. That guy's amazing. <laughs> um, he's like six seven or something like that. So yeah, Ryu, Nate Pearson, and then if you can piece together like a, if Shoemaker can keep doing it or Trent Thornton or whatever, um, that's like not bad. I would like to add them to add another, but eh, who knows? So no, JD, they just gotta hit bombs. I, uh, they're yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think I mean they almost made the the playoffs last year with. Yeah. Oh, Posey, you know, so I think Posey, if Posey comes back and then you, I think if they let, uh, they let Bart play more, you know, and like, that's your one, two for catcher and kind of, and then let uh, Posey kind of play first base some more, you know, that way he can kind of save his knees. Um, I know they're pitching, they still got to try to figure that stuff out, but um, my boy Yastrzemski, who's now my favorite giant ever, uh, you know, if he can keep crushing dingers, um, I'll be happy, so... <laughs> I, I keep waiting for him to just fall off a cliff, and he keeps doing it. So Dude, I'm like, all right, idled. here I go. He brought my fantasy baseball team a title, and I am very happy. So <laughs> That is awesome. Um, yeah, who else is on the team that uh, other than, like, those? Eh, Kevin Pillar. Still, still there. What was that, Kyle? Kevin Pillar is on the team. I don't know no. why, but he's – oh, they got no. rid of him? Nice. They got rid of him. Yeah, he was there for one year, and he was really good, and then they, uh, he, he, they didn't re-sign him. He got um, MVP yeah, he was good that year with the Giants. Um, the only man who makes diving catches because he doesn't understand how to take a good route to a ball. <laughs> Insanity. But, no, he was good. He won their like, – yeah, he was like their MVP for that season. Like, he won their MVP that season for the Giants. Uh, tells, tells you a lot about the state of the San Francisco Giants. Oh, they were bad, yeah. Um, they've been – but, uh, yeah, I mean, they saw how – like, the guys like Crawford and Belt, who were part of the core, you know, and the tower runs. Um, I think they're going to – start to transition away from those guys soon. And I know their drafts are people are really excited about their, their prospects coming up, but um, yeah, I think they're still going to be a couple years away. So I mean, my I, favorite how, oh, Jays, yeah. oh no, my favorite Jays giants connection is that in the back in the heyday before Tim Luncecombe won his two Cy Youngs and he was just on the rise before he was the freak. The giants called up the Jays and said, we will give you Tim Luncecombe straight up for all-star Alex Rios. And the Jays went, no, and hung up the phone. <laughs> Alex Rios' career was shit other than that one year. Tim Lipscomb won two Cy Youngs. Uh, good times. Anyway. He was really good for a minute, too. Uh, I, I appreciate him more in retrospect than I did at the time. Lipscomb? Yeah. Yeah, he was amazing. I, I, I mean, A's fan, he was on the Giants. They were winning World Series. I, I'm, a, I'm a better person. It's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten over it, I think, so it, it's nice. So... Uh, yeah, that that's it. Uh, you guys want to plug uh, social media and all that stuff? Uh, where can they find the podcast? Where can they find you guys on social media? Where can they find the podcast on social media? All that good stuff. Uh, OnlyFans. It's our <laughs> locked on sharks. We're yeah, we're raising money to buy out Martin Jones' contract. So please help us out. <laughs> yeah, it's thirty five. It's thirty five percent off right now if you buy three yeah. months. Um, no. Uh, the podcast is at, at Locked On Sharks, just the regular way you would assume to spell all those things. Um, we try our heart out, uh, JD's Photoshop and stuff. So uh, come over there. We'll we'll be being silly. Uh, also, the season is gonna suck, so we're gonna be having a lot of fun. Um, you can come find the me. Memes. Yeah, come for the yeah, come for the come for the sharks. Stay for the memes. Uh, you can find me at Kyle Demetrius. Uh, yeah, pretty obvious the way you spell that. Uh, you can find me at my fry hole on the bird. So, and our other co-host is Eric. Um, his handle is 
at foulball15. You can just see it in the bio. I'm not going to spell it all out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we're on Facebook and Instagram at Lockdown Sharks. You can email us at lockdownsharks at gmail.com, but we don't check it. We don't even have the password, so don't do that. <laughs> just DM us. Yeah. Again, OnlyFans. So only fans, uh, we're yeah. everywhere. We're pervasive. Sounds good. Thank you so much for uh, you know taking some time out of the day and talking Sharks, A's, baseball, Blue Jays, all that good stuff. Uh, convincing me Brian Marchment's kind of a jerk. Yes. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming on, you guys. All right. Thanks, thanks man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.